Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. My name is Daryl, and I'm lucky enough to be joined by Liz Garrity today. Hi, Liz. Liz has served as the chief marketing officer at Wendy's since February 2020, but has been with the company since 2008. Liz leads Wendy's marketing, supply chain, operations support, and innovation in 30 countries outside of the USA. She has helped Wendy's launch many iconic menu items. She spearheaded the introduction of Delivery with Wendy's, first U.S. provider in 2017, and was a thought leader behind the company's revamped breakfast menu that launched in 2020. She's also led menu marketing and supply chain efforts for Wendy's launch in the U.K. in 2021. Liz, Welcome to Marketing News Canada. It's awesome to have you here. Well, thank you. It's great to be here with you today, Daryl, and um, hi to all the folks listening into Marketing News Canada. It's an honor. I almost said welcome, Wendy, at the end of that bio. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I got to ask a question just for my own personal curiosity right out the gate, Liz. What is your favorite current menu item and what is your all-time favorite menu item? Wow. Well, I'd have to say my current favorite menu item is a junior bacon cheeseburger, which we affectionately call the JBC. Um, And I would say my all-time favorite is probably also a bacon-focused item, the Baconator. Um, That's not uh, an item I get to enjoy every day, but it is definitely uh, one of our most iconic and one of my favorites. You can't beat it. Thank you for answering that. Uh, You'll be happy to hear that my current favorite menu item is the JBC and my all-time favorite is also the JBC. (laughs) I love it. I've had had hundreds. I've had hundreds. Um, Well, that bio is quite interesting because you have been with the company for so long and and, and our listeners, you know, I'm sure that they, most of them can't even relate being in a position of this stature for that long. How did you get into your present role at the company? What's your origin story? You can you could feel free to take us back as far as you want um, or start, you know, more recently. But how did you get to where you are in marketing um, and, and with Wendy's? Yeah, well, you know, Daryl, I'm a marketer and a CMO who knows my way around the kitchen and food. I started my career and my background is in food science. And in fact, my first wow. job was working as a Keebler elf. Um, So if you've heard of Keebler cookies, uh, they have many products on the retail shelf. And I was in charge of creating new cookies and working on fun (laughs) products like fudge stripes alongside my famous other elves. Um, And um, my path actually to marketing from the food side of things really started the first time. I'll never forget it. I sat in on a consumer focus group. So I was absolutely blown away because my background, you know, everything that I knew up until that point was science and, you know, how Mm -hmm. chemicals worked. And here I was sitting and hearing consumers talk about their lives and their children and how different products fit in. And from that 
pivotal moment onward, I was hooked on kind of being part of that consumer nice. conversation and playing a role in people's lives. And then finding yourself from Keebler's to Wendy's and then moving up through the ranks of Wendy's, what was that journey like for you? And um, it, it was a long one. So how did that, I guess, shape you know, you, you, how did you shape your next step while at Wendy's climbing the ranks? Well, at Wendy's, my journey to becoming the international CMO grew out of my experience as a leader on the U.S. side of things. The U.S. is by mm -hmm. far our largest market. And I had the honor of being the principal architect behind the new breakfast offering that you mentioned in the opening. And I also just had the opportunity to work in so many different areas of the Wendy's business that it was always new and interesting and you know the pace that retail works like every day is a new day and a new challenge and that challenge is something that really energizes me so whether i was working on innovation whether i was working on our mobile app whether i was working on delivery it was always a new challenge and always interesting to me and i was always really curious and i still am to kind of learn more and to dig in to understand the why behind the way our business works thanks for sharing liz um so personally i'm a lifelong wendy's fan uh in vancouver canada and i'm not just saying this because i'm talking to you but whenever i'm asked to rank what is your favorite fast food restaurant chains? Wendy's for me is number one, always. Um, and awesome. I'm really, I'm not, I'm not just saying no, that to get a smile amazing. right now. Um, so I've been a lifelong Wendy's fan here in Vancouver, but I've never really kept up with the expansion of the restaurant and, and its initiatives across Canada. I've been lucky enough to have three to four Wendy's within an arm, within a stone's throw since I've been in elementary school and I could get it whenever I wanted it. Can you maybe share some visibility to me as what the growth strategy of Wendy's in Canada has been over the last couple decades, or maybe that's too big of a window, but what has the growth strategy in Canada been for Wendy's? What have you, what have you uh, overseen? Well, you know, our, our growth strategy has always been around giving people an experience in, in fast food that really is differentiated based on our quality, but still offered mm -hmm. at a competitive price. That's true globally. But we, across the globe, Canada included, we really stay true to our strategy, but tactically we have to be a bit more agile and we have to adjust. Mm -hmm. In Canada today, we're running an exciting new campaign called We Keep It Fresh. Mm. And it was just introduced. And I love this idea because it is really getting to the core of who Wendy's is as a brand. We're a challenger brand at heart. So we exist to show people that there could be a better way, a better choice in fast food. And we keep it fresh, not only reinforces things like our fresh, never frozen Canadian beef, our fresh toppings, Canadian produce, our fresh, mm -hmm. you know, greenhouse grown lettuce and tomatoes, but it also allows us to kind of be fresh with our technology, um, our experiences and our tone. You know, we keep it fresh. Yeah, allows us that. to be, yeah, it allows us to be a little sassy at times. You know, we can be kind of feisty in a proper Canadian way, but kind of poke fun a bit at the competition. And so we've been having a blast with this new expression. And it's not a new strategy. It's just a new way for us to express what we've always been. I love it. I saw, uh, a, I think it was a TV spot. I saw it on YouTube, but I saw a, a, a one where the, the last, the exit statement of We Keep It Fresh was about uh, your... Um, 
machines, <laughs> which I'm trying to say it without calling out the competitor, but uh, um, it was right on the head. I I just listened to a podcast about it, and it was like, oh, this is beautiful. I love I love the the way that you you end with like the little tongue in cheek as well, and the people that get it get it. Yeah, and you know we think of ourselves as a challenger with charm. You know, we're we're going oh, yeah. to kind of challenge the competition, but we're always striving to do it in a way that makes people smile because it's kind of with a wink and a nod like you know who we're talking about um, Definitely. that's the kind of idea um i what i did have this question later on but since we're talking about it sure. um let's talk about it now but you know as a marketer myself um i can remember you know at the moment that um wendy's tone on social really started getting a lot of attention and it's been uh, something that has been celebrated, frankly, um, every it's, I would say it's like evergreen marketing content. Like once a year, someone will, will talk about the Wendy's tone of voice on my LinkedIn and it'll generate hundreds to thousands of comments. Um, all of them praise. Um, and I was wondering if you could maybe give me a little sneak peek or, or tell me about how that really sassy tone of voice started coming to life where you were directly and indirectly poking fun at the industry your competitors and how Wendy uh, does it better. Yeah. And it really all goes back to the beginning. If you think about mm. how Wendy's was founded back in 1969, we were a challenger. If you even look at old um, advertising featuring our founder, Dave Thomas, he was a challenger. And mm. so really sometimes in order to go to the next step, you have to go back to the beginning. So it was us kind of going back to the beginning and saying, how do we challenge in today's world with the right with the right voice and with a modern voice of our same founding strategy? And that's how we sort of crafted this idea of sassiness and, you know, really having kind of a feisty attitude, but doing it with charm, which when you think about it, if you go back and look at our old advertising, in those times, we were doing the same thing. So Dave Thomas himself was a challenger with charm. He was a re reluctant hero who became one of the most famous personalities across television advertising. Um, uh, and so it's really authentic for us. And that's what I mm -hmm. think is really key to people having success on social media. It's not about your voice on social media. It's just about who, who you are and then having that be expressed on every platform. Social media is just a really fun one for us to get a lot of attention on. Definitely. I uh, appreciate that insight. I, I'm, I'm curious personally about the size of the team and the comms team needed to to, I think some of the proactive management that I was looking at and some of the responses, Wendy's was responding to hundreds of comments during that during that one, when you first rolled this tone out on social in a big way, there's like hundreds and hundreds of comments every minute. Um, my personal question here is, is, you know, what did the comms teams look like? How big were you guys when you were going through this, uh, when you're going through this, this uh, messaging strategy? Yeah, it's a pretty big team. Um, yeah. If I take the cross Canada and the U.S. and international, and it's a partnership between our agencies who are brilliant and our own team who really work hand in glove as part of one team. And we have an expression at Wendy's because it does take a team is there is no I in Wendy's, only we. 
So it's about a group nice. working together to kind of really express that and, and be authentic and be part of the community. That's what's so important is that people view us as a friend on social media, not as someone who is advertising at them. So that is something that we have curated over time. And I believe that it's become more natural to us because it really is authentically who we are. And so mm -hmm. we're just having a conversation or we're just having you know, poking fun at something with our friends versus serving you up an advertisement. Definitely. Um, all right, a little personal preference question for you here. Um, what's been your favorite moments when it comes to Wendy's marketing over the last two decades? Like, were there any, is there, is there anything that you can remember being, obviously you're proud of all your work, but was there anything that really stuck out as something either with a personal attachment or just something that you thought was absolutely brilliant that still sticks with you and, you know, you can talk about? Well, one of the things that was a moment for us in the U.S. was when a certain competitor announced that they were going to be serving fresh beef on one of their hamburgers in most of their restaurants. Oh, they and just you up there. It was, like, it was like the lawyer had written the post. <laughs> and so we responded by saying, oh, so that means that you'll be serving frozen beef in all of your restaurants on most of your burgers and that set off a consumer it was really one of our first like consumers the internet went wild mm. and even to the point that someone came back at us and claimed that it was impossible for us to have fresh beef because it had to be delivered on frozen trucks and they got into a bit of a spat with us and we were trying to kind of be authentic and keep them like it's it's okay and then finally they said something to us to which we responded that um you know they don't have to bring this other competitor into this conversation just because you forgot about refrigerators for a moment there which is a true story so and it was like we dropped the mic at that point and we were all over the late night tv shows we were on and like everybody was talking about us because someone came at us hard and told us it was impossible because we're only frozen trucks and we reminded the world that there is something called refrigeration and we use it a lot so that was fun it, you say it was written by a lawyer it sounded like it was written by someone on the wendy's marketing team and it was an inside <laughs> job but you just described there my god right right <laughs> i mean it really was i'll never forget the moment i was sitting in a conference room with our CMO of the US at the time and I was on mm. his team and someone reads it and we all just got up and left the room because we had to start we have work to do we're gonna do we have work to do right now <laughs> it was fun oh that's great thank you for sharing that moment um of course. it's it's these little things that you know you'll think about uh when you uh, you know during your careers you know the, the things that why yeah, you, do you don't what you forget do and that's exactly right. i bet you could tell me exactly who was in that room other than your your cmo at the time too that's good stuff everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba. Um, 
you've seen a lot. I want to switch gears a little bit. Um, you've obviously experienced a ton in your industry when it comes to uh, marketing, marketing opportunities, marketing challenges. But I'm wondering, um, taking a step back, looking at just marketing in general outside of Wendy's, what, what have you really noticed about um, or within the marketing industry over the last decade? Um, watershed moments or, or anything that really stuck out to you as something that you wanted to really pay attention to and put time towards learning. Um, what has been really interesting for you to learn uh, within the marketing industry in the last decade? Yeah, one of the things that I've learned, and I'll talk first about what I've learned, and then I'd love to give an example of someone who I think does this well. Oh, but amazing. The first, like the, the first part is, like, when marketing started heading toward personalization across everything. And mm -hmm. it can be cliche to say, but it really is true that across, you know, programmatic media to user experiences, especially in retail where mobile apps and the internet is such an important element of how we, um, uh, how we work with our consumers and how they mm -hmm. interact with retail brands to, um, to personalized content even, or personalization as a concept when it comes to food in particular. So I feel like that has been a watershed moment for me was oh, yeah. when that started to reach scale, when you started to really see it and you started seeing more and more experiences at retail that felt like they were truly personalized and valuable to the consumer because we're all bombarded with so much information in our lives day to day and there's nothing mm -hmm. more frustrating um to be served up with things that aren't relevant to us so i really feel like it's been probably in the past five years that i've seen that personalization really reach scale yeah and i've seen people use it to build communities and i think it's one of the reasons why we've been able to do what we've done and why others have 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 had success as well i think i've really started seeing the personalization at scale for fashion just start happening in the last two years because like the 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 production cycle to to do that is i can't even i couldn't even think about what that would be required to do um, yeah. And on that line, one of the examples I wanted to bring to life that I love is one right there in Canada, I believe in Vancouver is Lululemon. They're a brand that I admire so much, not just because I love the product. I'm had to tell Lululemon right now. By you... the way. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But like, I feel like we have so much shared DNA and how they c connect with customers and create community. And it's not just about personalization, but it's also about what we have in common. And they do mm -hmm. such a great job at that. And, you know, at Wendy's, we like to think of our community as our fans. And, uh, oh boy, does Lululemon have fans, right? People who just love everything about them. And they have gone so far beyond the product and they've made it about a lifestyle. And they've also seamlessly ex like expanded from apparel to all these adjacent categories because consumers want them to because they love how how much time and thought they put into the quality of all of their offerings and it starts with their apparel but i think now that it's expanded and i see that parallel with wendy's like we are very very serious about our food and we are committed to the quality of our mm -hmm. food but we're not serious about ourselves so we can have fun um, because we know our customers and we 
connect with them and they respect us because of the quality of our offering, our fresh beef, all those things I've talked about. It, it really, it really, well, first of all, thank you for the example and thank you for localizing it for me. You didn't have to. Uh, uh, the, the, what Lululemon has done is incredible from a, from a brand and, and community building standpoint. Um, but when it comes to uh, having fun, I wanted to touch back on that with, because if you look at your, just the landscape of all your competitors, and I look at what brand has the most fun, it's it's you guys by by a long shot the, in terms of positioning. Um, but the food has always been great. Um, how do you, and this is more, I just, I'm asking on behalf of advice that we can give our audience here, but how sure. do you, how do you maintain a priority of yourself having fun while still working at such a high level uh, of CMO and, and fun within your work, not fun personally, but fun within your work. How do you, how do you make an effort to have fun while you work? I think that if you're talking about a brand, our brand personality and our character yeah. being fun, I think it comes back to authenticity. I mean, we were founded with this kind of charming element and this challenger mm. that I've talked about. If you do look at some of our old ads, they were funny. They were funny. That was always part of who we were, where I look at other, you know, brands that I respect that are in the same category. And that's just not part of who they were as a brand. They may be a fun place to go to. People may have fun there, but they're not viewed as some as someone that is really having fun. And so, again, for me, it comes down to uh, to authenticity of who you are. But the thing that I think has made it even, um, you know, perhaps easier, especially for us outside of the United States um, in those 30 countries you mentioned is through social media, mm -hmm. because social media is, is like the global equalizer and it allows brands like Wendy's that when you get your content right, you can punch above your weight and create fans based on that engaging content. Um, and, you know, Wendy's is known kind of as sort of, you know, I said, sassy, we're kind of like the queen of spice too. We, we like to kind of spice things oh, yeah. up. And we and, and we take that same spirit into our international markets. And the thing is, the world keeps getting smaller and smaller. And people around the world pay attention to our kind of cheekiness in the US. And I love to tell this story before we launched in the United Kingdom in 2021, the single largest Twitter following we had outside of the US and Canada was in the United Kingdom. And we didn't have a single restaurant open. Why? <laughs> well, people travel and people saw the brand and then people started following us on social media. And next thing, we have all these fans in the United Kingdom. And before we had opened our restaurants, almost 40% of people in the UK had heard of us. Wow. So that's how powerful this, these new platforms can be. That's really cool. I, I, I would, I mean, I would imagine if I was an expat living in, in the UK, I would definitely be nostalgic for some of my favorite food items and restaurants as well. So that oh, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, and you know, the other thing, I'll just add one, one final no, point of course, on please. that is that even though we take the same strategies to all these international markets, we have to adapt to culture. So, you know, I like to think of us as a good international 
traveler. You know, when you enter a new country, you don't become a different person. So we don't become a different brand, but we do adapt our behavior a bit and our tone and our sense of humor so that it's locally relevant. We strive to do that in every international country. And I'm sure it resonates quite strongly. Um, I have one last question before we get to our rapid fire round of questions here. Okay. Um, and it's, again, a personal question for myself. Um, when it comes to influencers and creators, what has your approach been in Canada? Um, and and I guess regions outside the U.S., are, do you guys go for scale? Do you guys go for micro, macro influencers? What has a, a general approach been? I would say we generally don't um, limit ourselves to one approach. We do take uh, initiative in a country-by-country country specific um an approach to it. I'll give you one example. We were with a micro influencer in Guatemala who tried mm. our now famous Frosty Chino, and that went viral in a very small country. And within a week, we were selling, and these numbers might, might not be as meaningful to your audience, but I'll say like say five or 600 drinks a week, which is a lot for a restaurant chain of a single product and oh, sure. that was that was five times the movement that we had in the US and it was all about a, a kind of more of a micro influencer posting content that people found really interesting in other cases we may take an approach uh, when we launched breakfast in Canada we took a different approach where we went to more broader scale um, not only because we had the means, but because we really wanted to reach with a significant amount of news. So we didn't want to leave that to chance to kind of hope that like, a, you know, a content would be interesting and take off. We really had to make sure that we got the word out there that Wendy's is now in breakfast. Thanks for the insight there as well. Um, all right. Well, we got one round of rapid fire questions here and then okay. we can wrap i don't want to take up too much more of your time okay. but um okay I'm these ready. Are i've heard about these <laughs> these are from the gut there's no right or wrong answer uh you can answer with one word yes or no you can answer with a sentence whatever whatever you want but um this is just a way for me to get to know you just a little bit better real quick so uh you had shared that you'd come uh from keebler originally before Wendy's, but what was your first job? What was that first job you had way back in the day, uh, even under the table getting paid, you know? I was, uh, I waited tables at a restaurant and actually before I graduated to waiting tables, I actually um, was a bus girl, I guess you would call me. I was a bus girl, I bussed tables at a very busy restaurant in Chicago. Nice. Um, are you a night owl or early bird? early bird what time what time do you usually get up oh sometime between five and six that, that'll do it <laughs> <laughs> um are you a cat or dog person dog two dogs dog. charlie and clyde oh i have a charlie as well what kind of breeds are they <laughs> um australian shepherds nice nice i have a little beagle king charles mix <laughs> um what is your favorite movie um, well, I'm going to say there's actually two and now there's a word for it. I like Barbie and Oppenheimer currently are my favorites. And I just heard that they're called Barbenheimer now yeah, is an actual is. word. 
Uh, Barbenheimer actually that's uh if you got some time this weekend um they dive into there's a there's a a couple articles diving into like why those two movies blew up so much together and how they were independently contributing to the success of each other um really interesting stuff Barbenheimer now that that's uh, your new word Um, now if you weren't doing this job what would you be doing oh well, I would probably be running a restaurant um, or, yeah, I'd probably be in restaurants in, at some level and probably working in one. Uh, second last question here. What is a life hack you can share to our community? Oh, well, I'll give you a life hack I used when my children were small. They're, they're now uh, too old for me to continue doing this, but I had amazing uh, food hacks that I would do. So oh, yeah. the way I got my children to eat just about any vegetable was placing it inside of something with a lot of cheese or um, like mac and cheese was a favorite for all kinds of interesting vegetables would show up in a steaming bowl of macaroni and cheese and um they seem to eat it anyway this is my food hack to get charlie to eat his pills whenever i need to give them and just (laughs) stick it in a piece of cheddar um okay well last question here is can i take a a screenshot of us so we can use it for the thumbnail sure okay i'll count us down three two oops let me do that one more time i'll count us down three two one Got it. Okay. Um, Liz, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for your insight. Um, thank you for entertaining some of my more personal questions that I'm just curious to, to hear. Um, it's been really, really insightful and interesting and fun hearing about your background and how you've taken uh, your approach to Wendy's for, for so long and, and the success you guys have seen. I really appreciate that. Well, thank you very much, Daryl. It's been a pleasure and an honor to be with you today. And I've had a ton of fun as well. So I really enjoyed our conversation. And thank you for having me on. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio. Thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.